0: Susan Egan is not here today, so in his, in his place, we put the Venom poster that I got for free. Outside yeah, this, of this, this this feels a little racist. at Outside of the screening <laughs> of Venom, this. this is not supposed to, Oh my god! <laughs> no! We're a Snatch family. <laughs>
1: I just recorded that. So yeah, that's I was going to awesome. say, we should put that on a t shirt. I
2: think the guy at the barbershop
1: hates me because I get. I've only been to the barbershop. Because you ask him repeatedly if he can get the booster seat for you at the chair. No.
2: Because
1: I asked for a blowjob. Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new Sony Marvel film, which is Venom, starring Tom Hardy. Sony! If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at filmtankshow, and you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Tucson Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hello there again, everybody, and welcome into episode 170 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with not Tucson Egan, but just Nick Cheney. I
2: wouldn't say just. I, well, I, I would uh, say that uh, not Tucson Egan. But we have someone better. Maybe that's what I would say. Nick
1: Cheney. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I was going to get to our guest, but that's okay. Thank you for just totally just taking that from me. I didn't talk about the guest. You didn't, but you were going to.
2: No, I said not Son Egan, but someone better, me. Okay. I, I was not even thinking about our guest. No offense, guest.
1: No offense, guest.
2: Well, I'm trying not to say who the guest was, because apparently that's a big issue with you.
1: So so our guest, uh, who needs a haircut, uh, her name is Anna Zadu, and she is here. And the haircut thing is kind of a, a running joke. So yeah. if you don't get it, um, I probably Fuck won't you. get it when we're listening back to this episode either. <laughs> so Anna, Anna B- welcome back. What was your last
2: name? Anna Boda
0: Hairdo. <laughs> That would be a terrible Boda. hairdo. Boda that, hairdo. That would be and a you terrible
1: were last name. Boda's on so I was like, uh, "That is her name." I know. So I
2: changed it to fit with this running joke that our audience <laughs> is not privy to.
0: Um, thank you again for welcoming me back. It is so lovely to be back here. I and was going
1: to say we let you come in with that haircut. So I know.
0: Yeah. Sure. Fuck me. Right. <laughs> 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 stupid haircut. No comment.
1: Oh, that was that was good. <laughs> So today uh, on this episode, without Tucson, I say that at work, <laughs> too that? many times.
2: Fuck me. Yeah, like never to someone I shouldn't say, but probably <laughs> not to people we... that appreciate it.
1: Okay, like now, if... so. So here's the only thing I feel like because of our, of our amazing American English language. Uh, at some point, somebody's gonna be like. Yeah, hey. well, it's going to yeah, be maybe. like some 70 year old That's librarian. the only
2: reason why I'm saying it I just want <laughs> someone oh, To misconstrue what I'm saying <laughs> No but I, I genuinely I'll be sitting at my desk and you know, uh, Someone who I'm at least <laughs> friends with Will be like oh um, Did you do this or whatever And I'll be like oh no I didn't. I'll did. i do that now and I'll be like okay well we need it by Whatever and I'll be like oh okay cool So fuck me right like, <laughs> My feelings don't matter in this equation <laughs>
0: So when um when I'm at work I'm constantly swearing to myself um at excel spreadsheets and my I don't really like sit quote unquote next to anybody but I share a cubicle wall with somebody right next to me and yes. I always wonder like can she hear me just being like Fuck. Fuck, over yeah, and over can. again. And then one day she was like, Anna, do you hear me talking to myself? I'm like, actually I don't. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I swear to myself like all day. So just so you know. That's um, that's amazing. Yeah. My
1: workplace is an absolute fucking zoo. So <laughs> it is like Well, biz- maybe
2: Mad Damon will buy it.
0: If- <laughs> Nick 2012 called they're literally right there and they would like to take you back
1: why we bought um, a zoo came first out of all we broke up like six 16? years ago
0: it did not come out no, in 2016. 2016 it came
2: out when I was young I mean not young but
0: it came uh, out at least five years ago yeah it was definitely a while whatever ago. year that movie came out it wants you back oh 2011
1: yeah. Fuck. I was I'm so thinking close. about the zookeeper yeah what do you uh, know? now
2: absolutely not <laughs> cam and crow baby
1: sorry did he uh cast any white people in asian roles in that one
2: uh no but some of the animals were (laughs) not the right assistant
0: (laughs) so um i don't want this opportunity to be missed um tucson egan is not here today so in (laughs) in his place we put the Venom poster that I got for free outside. Yeah, this of this,
1: this this feels a little racist.
0: Outside of the screening <laughs> of Venom, this. this is not supposed. To- oh my god, <laughs> no, <laughs> no! It's just it's supposed to take it. Mm. It's just sitting in the chair. <laughs> god damn this. We no, see Toussaint.
1: it is funny because. Uh, I'm sure if he saw it, which he said he was going to be taking a hardline stance against seeing it, especially since he wasn't going to be on the episode. Uh, Wait,
0: did he go see it at all? He did
1: not. I oh. think he's going to try not to. No. So uh, he was saying he thought he would not like it, and I probably would agree with that. Um, so I think he would feel even worse knowing that <laughs> the poster of Venom is sitting in his seat. So
0: well, we just needed to fill this.
1: <laughs> see if we if we. It, if we wanted to make this feel more authentic, we would have a cell phone in front of it uh, and not contributing anything to the podcast. So, oh come on, there oh, it is, perfect. On <laughs> he's on Twitter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tui, we miss you, bud. We, we know do. you're not listening to this.
0: He'll listen to it though. No, he won't. Sure, he will. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he then will. let's, you guys. I mean, technically, if he's not going to listen to it, doesn't that mean you, we can just say whatever? I'm just kidding.
2: Oh no, we
1: can do that.
0: Okay. He was. We or do what. that when he's here. Okay, so <laughs> All I think it's <laughs> mostly
2: If anything, fun. he'll listen to this episode more than he would an episode that That's he's actually might be true. On, so
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. How's it going out there?
0: Alex is waving.
1: I am. Um, we, when we first started this, we broached the idea of having like a webcam in here, uh, and that got shown the door quickly because. Hey, no one got time for that shit. Mm-mm. So people Mm-mm. don't listen to our podcast, let alone watch us do it. So, yeah. yeah. So today we are discussing... Ooh, Nick is enjoying some fine Coca-Cola here. Oh, God,
0: so good. Drinking it. He's literally drinking it like it's whiskey. Literally.
2: mean like... It's from the same family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great. I just imagine you opening up the can and being like, hmm...
2: 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> expiration dates <laughs> more like a proclamation date <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay so uh we are going to be talking about the sony uh released film which is venom venom,
2: uh, the... <laughs> that's, venom! My, that's my m, m-, 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 m- <clears throat> excuse me m m impression
0: yeah, that was one heck of a song, right?
2: Sure was. <laughs> now streaming on his new album, Kamikaze.
0: Awesome. <laughs> that is actually it.
1: Yeah. at the end. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, the film surrounds Eddie Brock as he acquires the powers of a symbiote, and he will have to release his alter ego, Venom, to save his life. I don't know that alter ego. It's what IMDb says.
0: Wow, oh, oh, IMDb is not doing a great job. Like whenever I hear you read a, whenever I hear you read a synopsis, I'm like, oh, that's close. But even in a paragraph, they could have done better. So
1: uh, the film, directed by Ruben Fleischer, who previously has done Zombieland and also Gangster G- Squad. G- Gangster Squad. Yeah, that was the one I was going to get to.
2: Thirty minutes or less. Yeah,
1: that's all I got. Okay. Uh, and the stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, slash Venom, his alter ego. Also Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmad, Jenny Slate, and really that's about it. So Um Woody Harrelson. I was gonna say we'll get to that, but that's okay. The post credit scene was I'm only amazing. ruining it because it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> well, first of all, um uh, so was he supposed to have Ronald McDonald's hair? Or <laughs> oh. <laughs> I
2: So here's the thing. I'm not as up to date on uh, Marvel Comics as I am, at least now, DC. So I Googled Carnage, at, well, in this case, Eddie, whatever his last name is, uh, to see. And certainly he has red hair mm-hmm. and all the pictures I found. But no, none of it made him look like a <laughs> pedophile clown.
0: <laughs> That that way was really bad. I just want to say something that Toussaint had mentioned before this episode that I don't want to forget to mention because I think we should at least talk about the comic book a little bit. Okay. And both of you gentlemen saw this too because it was in the group message. Mm -hmm. Um... So, Toussaint said that the symbiote costume was first introduced, the symbiote costume for Venom, was first introduced in the issue number eight of the Marvel crossover event Secret Wars, after the idea was originally submitted by a fan solicitation contest hosted by Marvel in the early 80s. So, what that means is that Marvel took the inspiration from a fan?
1: That's how you do it.
0: Is that... That's what I'm understanding right is that how you guys are understanding it
1: yeah my my um my thought is that that's a like a cute way of them saying we have no ideas please give us some
0: very good point okay (laughs) but yeah i just wanted to mention that fun fact so
1: yeah that is very interesting um that kind of thing is not that uncommon or at least at that time period i mean a lot of um places reached out to the public Especially, it's so easy to forget now. But without social media slash the internet, it was really hard for um, people to connect to their audience. So having things like that,
2: mm. what? No, no, I'm laughing about
1: something. I'm going to bring up. Okay. Anyways, I was just saying that I feel this like important the the the, con- the connection to the audience that type of thing was somewhat prevalent but but you just described sounds just blatantly like <laughs> you guys have cooler ideas than us right you do good here's no money <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah bum
1: um so the reason why the carnage post
2: credit scene made me giggle very hard <laughs> is because if either one of you watched uh, MTV's The State which was in the 90s it was a sketch show Uh, With a troupe of 11 comedians who a lot of people know today, but didn't know back then. Uh, Joe Otrulio, Michael Ian Black, that whole gang. They made the movie Role Models and um, whatnot. Well, anyway, there's a very great sketch in there where uh, Michael Showalter Mm -hmm. uh, plays a character named Blueberry Johnson. Who is this? (laughs) Who first of all the sketch is great. Everyone should Google it. Uh, where he's plays... I feel
1: like you could get slapped in the face with something that isn't that clip if you search for that.
2: That's true. <laughs> um, so Blueberry Johnson, you don't need context for this, but I'm going to say it anyway, no. is uh, a a guy who looks like how he does in Google image search, and I'm about to show you what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, who basically wants to do a children's show beca- oh, no. because he's perfect. Like, he's got a squeaky voice and he looks whatever. And And, like, the executives are just, quote, unquote, not seeing it. And that's, Mm. like, the joke. Mm -hmm. And um, he gets more and more pissed off. Mm -hmm. By the end, he says, I look like a fucking blueberry. (laughs) So Carnage looks like the nightmare inverse (laughs) version of Blueberry Johnson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does.
1: Yeah, that hair is, like, seriously, the way I felt about the hair is, like, they only had Woody Harrelson for about three hours mm-hmm. that day, yeah, and they didn't get the right hairpiece, yeah. and they did not have time to yeah. redo it. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll
2: wig it.
0: Oh my god, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I imagine that's how it went down. Yeah, yeah. it it, they, it
0: it seems like they <laughs> probably did the same thing with Michelle Williams' wig, if we're being honest.
1: Oh come on, that wasn't that bad.
0: Uh, I know I know a bad wig when I see one. Oh Ooh, Michelle, how you like that? I'm sure she's a nice lady in real life.
1: Why do we have to say that about <laughs> people? I'm not saying about you, but I'm saying that in general. As a <laughs> but I'm calling you Because
0: out. I don't want to, like, insan- like, first of all, it's not her fault that she has a shitty wig. <laughs> like-
1: it's not. But why should we just assume that people are nice people? I think the last year of Hollywood has shown us that most people in Hollywood are bad. <laughs>
2: so, here's what I'll say about mm-hmm. in rebuttal to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a land where you're innocent to prove it guilty. And yet, you want to take these people. You're going to put them up in the stockades. And you want to crucify them. Mm-hmm.
1: Shame on you. Yep. And shame on America.
0: Is that your Orrin Hatch? <laughs>
1: Uh no, I believe he was going for Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I feel like
2: it was a little bit of a anagram of everybody <laughs>
1: okay. who was implicit that day.
0: So 2 days ago.
1: <laughs> but you know, it's sorry. you know, we 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 really gave him, you know, a really hard time, so we should all forgive him or ask for his forgiveness. I
0: mean, he did have that calendar <laughs> that showed he worked out with his friend Tobin. My favorite thing about that
2: calendar. <laughs> it's like, if you're a lawyer, which... I don't know anything about the Supreme Justice Court. I mean, but I Nick isn't a lawyer. Like, nobody here is.
0: No. Disclaimer.
2: Disclaimer, yes. <laughs> uh, but I feel like you should know a thing or two about how to try a case or so. And if I was a lawyer, which I should be, <laughs> but I'm not.
1: But if I was... Don't have the patience to go to school for that. No. No.
2: Nope. Mm-mm. Uh I feel like I would be like, Brett, do you have any evidence that would dispute these claims? Absolutely. I've got this calendar that basically puts me right exactly where she said I was with the exact oh, same people that she said was there. I'd be like, Brett, no. No burn that. <laughs> no. I mean obviously we we live in a country where, you know, like the closer we are to a truth the harder we will just pretend like it's not the truth whatever so fuck yeah, me, Right? <laughs>
1: i don't know and i did not mean to be an asshole by the way if i came off that way about your comment but
0: <laughs> by assuming michelle williams but is assuming, a nice assuming that no, it's ev- okay.
1: everybody is a nice person is just kind of like eh, whatever no
0: i feel like you're right i mean maybe i'm just maybe i say me- it too
1: so it's not it's just something that the last time I said that, I thought about it and I was like, maybe they're not a nice person. Right. I should, I, I mean, should Maybe not. they're not, but why should we?
3: I well, guess, assume...
1: no, but why should we have to say that? Oh, I'm sure they're a nice person, but I that wig like, looked like shit.
0: I feel like maybe it's just very human to give the benefit sure. of the doubt to, to people that we don't know. Like, yeah. I'm sure people gave the benefit of the doubt to Harvey Weinstein. So
1: for a long time, for a
0: very long time, that's what they did. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. I that can be applied to a slew of many others. Sure. So
1: it is just the nice and polite thing to say. Right. And you're right and I should yes. stop being a dick.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but for I real. I assume
1: you're a nice person though. Uh no. You you know me too well. So <laughs> hey. So who wants to lead off on Venom? I
0: will. Okay. Nick, Nick does. Nick
1: and his glass of Coca-Cola. Are I knew ready.
0: Nick was going to start this off because look at how indignant he looks with his glass of Coca-Cola.
1: Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Okay. That felt like a fucking, like, weird Tom Green sketch. I don't know what that was. First of all,
2: if you're intending that as an insult,
1: I do not take it as such.
2: You put me on TV, I will fuck a moose. Actually, I don't even need to be on TV.
1: Um... And this feels like an old school film tank episode. <laughs> here, yeah, I gotta tell you, I uh, should
2: put out there that I have not fucked moose in at least. Uh,
1: not fucked moose m- or mooseen? Would it be mice? No, that's a Meese? That who's got? Oh, uh, that Brian Regan who does a whole thing about. Oh yeah, about, about spelling. The, well, no, just the, the, about the
2: caboose. Like
1: whatever. Well, I think this one was about um, the what do plural. You call like the a plural goose goose term goose. And
2: then he goes, "What do you call his teachers?" Like, hey, Brian, what do you do for a moose? And then he's like, "Mousson." Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I literally just listened to that because uh, I've not listened to Brian Regan in forever, mm-hmm. but it came up on random as one of my albums, and mm. that so that's very random. Yeah, like, like a week ago, I would have no idea what you're talking about. But okay. here you are. You got the context. Anyway, beautiful. So uh, venom. Venom. So, <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh boy! I needed another drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this movie exists it uh I feel like it's not a disaster mm-hmm. that some people thought it was going to be or claim that it is. I mean it's competent as far as like the way it's shot, and I actually did not mind some of the set pieces for action like mm-hmm. i I got a tickle out of some of the combat sequences and whatnot um overall though it's certainly not good it's uh. Very baseline, mediocre, and that's ultimately why a movie like this will just kind of fail. In a movie where, like, maybe a Spider-Man would get away with certain things, like if you are going out of your way to make a "quote unquote" Venom movie, where you are centering your story around, I guess, an anti-hero mm. type character, um, y- you can't just do the same formula that works for a true and tried hero, in my opinion, you have to actually, I don't know, have some more character details. And because if you waste your time on exposition, where we're probably only going to get one of these, I mean, we're probably going to get another one, but in general, this is not going to kickstart a Spider-Man universe like they think it is. God, I hope not. No, I don't think
3: (laughs) it will.
2: Uh, it's just such a waste of time by the end of it. Uh and I think that's ultimately what this movie was. It's like I didn't mind it while I was watching it, to be to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But uh definitely do I wish I would have seen a different movie in its place? Probably. Uh it just just kinda works. It just kinda there. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought once again I'm continually baffled by Tom Hardy's uh appeal. It just never worked for me and it, Clear, and I should be all up in that because he's goofy and he's weird, and like even simple lines can be kind of like he's not like Nicholas Cage level or anything like that. But he seemed like if he took the right turns in his career, he would turn into that kind of actor, yeah, and cult status. But he, I don't think he ever will because he's, I don't know, just
1: it's weird because he doesn't do many British roles, and it seems like his talent skill would be good for British comedy. And yet, he almost exclusively plays Americans in films.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I really don't have any thoughts on this movie. And I think that's kind of the most damning thing I could say about it, is that yeah. it is not bad enough where I want to sit here and pick it apart to death. Though
1: I certainly have some things, whatever. It's also not really fun bad throughout, either. Yeah. No, no. Which is kind of what i was hoping this was gonna be yeah i mean that would have been nice
2: yeah so overall i i just i would say that this is not the disaster that it could have been but in some ways that would have been better than yeah. what we got
1: yeah so um yeah i think that this uh even though i thought this was a very mediocre middle of the road movie um this is just not that good um, and even though some people out there on the internet, uh, are taking a fence, or sorry, a fence, they're not taking a fence, they're taking offense. <laughs> well, since we weren't able to do the wall, they figured fence. I was going to say, you know, we've already got that, but you know, it's fine, That's not going to do much. Uh, anyways, uh, people are taking offense uh, to the comparisons to the Fantastic Four, uh, films that have been made, and I actually think that's a pretty fair comparison, in my opinion, Um, This is a very mediocre film with a very uh, boring story, so uh, I don't really see how it couldn't be anything else other than compared to something like the Fantastic Four, which just had a very throwaway story in each one of the movies that got made which there were three are you talking
2: two. about the Fantastic Four as a large property on cinema or are you talking about a specific one
1: no I'm talking I'm talking mostly about the first two and okay. not the Josh Trank version gotcha which I have never seen and I really don't plan to which actually that for the most part is a disaster from what uh, most people have talked about but the Fantastic Four <laughs> films that came out in the early 2000s were very vanilla
2: yeah but I strongly believe if that same cast, crew, whatever—I mean, literally—Chris Evans
1: became a superhero right. star. But know. if
2: they, if that film had just come out later, after like an Iron Man, you know, after the MCU kind of showed what the template, quote unquote, mm. should be, and I say mm. that with quotes, it—it <laughs> yeah. um, it was just a victim of, you know, being in that weird stasis where you either had to have a Sam raimi esque director behind the helm to like give it all its love and attention uh whatnot for mm-hmm. the spider-man or you just had to be there first like x-men which i really really enjoy the very first x in fact i enjoy most of the x-men movies as i've said but i also would be lying if i said that first movie was probably not very good of a film like Half of that is because I watched it in nineteen ninety nine or whatever the year it was when I was a kid and mm-hmm. what, it's kinda like your uh, Batman as far as like that was like one of the first things you remember watching and whatnot. Sure. Um that was my first exposure to anything superhero. So mm-hmm. uh but was it a great movie? Uh, you know, I it'd be hard for me to truly uh extricate myself from that kind of Yeah discourse.
1: So in Venom though, uh Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock character I actually didn't think was that bad. Um, I actually quite enjoyed a lot of the inner monologue, inner dialogue, whatever you want to call it, with him and the Venom symbiote that lives inside his body. Um, I actually think that was a wasted part of the film, because I think there could have been a lot more to that, um, and it could have made the film a lot better. Uh, And it just decided to instead spend the entire film On this just stupid Bond storyline with Riz Ahmad, um, who really kind of felt like he actually didn't want to be in this film. And uh, I could understand why, (laughs) because that (laughs) storyline was so... Um to use a word that term that Tucson uses all the time. It was so basic. Like it's just <laughs> you know, this guy's like, We're gonna have the symbiotes and we're gonna take over and everything's gonna be great. Uh, I've got no plan, but I'm a genius. And it's like, Okay. So why he, are you killing he's homeless so people?
2: Weirdly evil instead of <laughs> coherently evil (laughs) for example i don't buy for a minute that someone of his egocentrism uh would cut off the interview when eddie brock starts asking those quote-unquote hard-hitting questions i think of him more like a person who would just start straight up lying. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he literally says it's fake news you at one point. You seem more
1: guilty by cutting off the interview,
2: Right. <laughs> and I don't, if he's supposed to be a genius, I generally thought he would have been like, you know, I'm glad you asked that, because mm-hmm. actually, studies show, even if those studies are bullshit, like, yeah. I we're living in that day and age where we need more villains like that anyway, because that's actually more akin to the evil that's happening. I agree.
1: So I actually, um, his villain role and you're actually probably going to completely disagree with me on this one, Nick. Uh, but he reminded me a lot. Um, and I'm going to look up his name because I can't type and I was going to have this ready and I just was terrible. Uh, his villain character reminded me a lot of the villain in the second Daniel Craig Bond film, Quantum of Solace, uh Dominic Green played by Matthew oh, Almerick. Yeah. I mean just a I, I very don't know if I agree or
2: disagree. Yeah.
1: Just a very throwaway, useless villain who is supposed to be this genius but is really just a dumbass. I would agree
2: basically. Except okay. that this movie doesn't have Matthew Almerich. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and that sounds bad but yeah,
1: yeah um and it like there um there was this one part though with rizamad that i was completely tickled with uh when uh yes what oh yeah that was cute um <laughs> i was trying to tickle him yeah that's oh, great oh i like that she's thank like, you oh thank she's you. into it yeah. Uh, yeah come here you god uh so no when he for whatever reason is like right before he has this big interview he's uh, doing this walkthrough with this children's group yeah. through uh, the play. By the way, do they hide the homeless people when they bring regular people in? How does that work? Well,
2: they explain to them that
1: these are not citizens. <laughs>
0: <that>. <laughs> I think the kid exhibit was before they started bringing in the homeless people, actually. I do not believe
1: so.
2: I know. They make a comment. Oh, this has been going on. Not mm-hmm. the symbiote part of it. But the uh, trials yeah. and looks tribulations, like, looks like and
1: actually, that. Uh, myself and Nick it's, discussed this a little bit, yeah. and I mentioned to him that early on in the Eddie Brock report, yeah, kind, kind of, of Brock, rushed, rock. but I actually thought pretty well done. Eddie Brock, kind of three, well, thirty-five second um, breeze through to tell you who he is as a person. Um, it does one of his journalist things was him mm-hmm. reporting on how. All these homeless people are going missing in the city.
0: That's, yes. Okay. So. Yes. Uh,
1: at any rate, so when the girl asks a question and she gets shushed by her teacher and he says, don't ever take that. You should never be shushed. And then he doesn't let her ask her question. Um,
2: um Yeah.
1: He tells his uh, assistant that she'll
2: answer. Like question? the other doctor. Really consider it. No, no I actually, I thought that was going to be a plot hole until they added that line. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is weirdly, I don't know. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So that was bizarre. And uh, the whole villain character in this was also very odd. He had a
2: thing about children, though. He asked Jenny Slate uh,
1: how her children were doing. God, that Jenny Slate character. Oh, I boy. felt bad for her.
0: I felt bad for her, too. I didn't and- like her fate.
2: Uh, At all. Well I felt bad for her as an actress because I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy Jenny Slate. And here she was uh She was not casted
1: to be Jenny Slate.
2: No, and that's fine. Like I it's not like I was like waiting for her to go well
1: She French Rusher? <laughs> well she has a very She
2: can do that voice pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, she's got a whiny No, I'm saying that's her shtick. That's her um, thing, yeah. And I like her. Like you don't like her and whatnot. <laughs> uh I meant like in the general sense. You I did not like the
1: one movie that she was in that she starred in.
2: Okay, but that movie she was kind of playing a version of herself as far as comedic. That sucks. I'm just saying, like, literally she was doing stand-up in the movie. I've
1: liked her performances in the two other roles I've seen her in. Okay. so Um, Anyway. So, uh, just closing up my opening thoughts on this. uh, It's very mediocre, but I actually did think Tom Hardy was actually pretty good in this. Uh, and I did like most of the fight scenes, and although the CGI was a little bad, which I actually am kind of okay with now, just because of seeing what the film is and the storyline they were going for, I'm good with it being a little silly looking. Um, I actually very much enjoyed the chase scene, I actually thought it was quite delightful, uh, which... I'm usually a stickler for chase scenes because I think they can be very mundane. Uh, but this one, actually, I thought was pretty good. And uh, actually, the scene in the restaurant was so ridiculous, and I fucking loved it. So, let's going to say that. Um, when he's, like, peeking uh, with Venom, like, growing oh, inside he him gets inside the lobster he needs, tank. Yes. Um I actually thought that was fantastic. <laughs> he just starts eating the live lobster and everybody is getting angry. At one part starts choking that doctor who's uh it, it, yeah, yeah. That's just oof, I don't know. I loved it. The guy from Veep. Yeah. the
0: guy from Veep who in this movie is also named Dan?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: I thought that was a little too just What the hell? Exactly.
1: I mean, he does look like a Dan. He
0: does look like a Dan.
1: I do also uh, like that he and um, Michelle Williams' character thought that they were being so cool by locking the symbiote in the MRI room, but forgot that there was an air vent. So that was <laughs> well, how were they
0: supposed to know? See, you know what though? That's that's that, that's what
1: that was actually good about it. Yeah, <laughs> because they thought, oh, we've got this, and then it's like, ha ha,
0: shape shifting. Exactly. Yeah. So really
2: quickly. Before we even get, can I just ask, (laughs) I want to ask one random question. What, like, genuinely step me through what you visualize as what happened from the moment the dog exchanged the symbiote with Michelle Williams' character. Do you think it was similar to how she passed it on back to Eddie
1: Brock? I actually kind of do. (laughs) Like,
2: oh, give me a little kissy-kissy, and then like... (laughs) Like that?
1: She's, why does she sound like Daffy Duck there at the end? <laughs> why doesn't she? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I will say uh, for a film that was a stickler early on about how uh, most people... You love that word. What's that? I said you love that word. That's, it's a good
0: word.
2: It's yeah. the name of the syndrome that I have.
1: <laughs> Is it really? Stickler syndrome. Oh, okay. Well, I will continue using that word because uh, as Nick has just said, I like it. Um, the film was making a stink... Um, Thank you, buddy. Making a stink about how uh, most people cannot accept this into their body, yet every single person who is in the film uh, who comes in contact with it after the first 30 minutes... Well, I just think
2: homeless people can't handle it.
1: (laughs) They don't have
2: the money... The and like, the resources. But that, that
1: dog, though.
0: Yeah, that dog. Well, yeah,
2: that dog was well taken care of. He was living <laughs> life in a fucking hospital, man.
0: Um, To seriously answer your question, Nick, like, Michelle Weir- Williams' character could visualis- visually see what was going on with that dog, so I bet she was just like, fine, I'll hold you, and then Venom was like, ha-ha! And that's what happened.
2: And, and, I just uh, wish we could have saw that. Yeah. I'm glad
0: that we didn't,
2: though. Well, I mean, I know that they were going for not necessarily a twist, but like, who is this Venom with boobs, but no, seriously, that's so, so that
1: character. She Venom. She Venom. Oh, that's her character? Yeah, she's
0: like a real character in the comic. Oh. Yeah.
1: As I was telling Nick, there are 21 symbiotes in the Marvel comic universe, so this could really turn into a whole thing, which, God, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. One more film and out. Sure. So, Anna. Yes. I am going to guess that we're going to go three for three here on uh, us not loving this.
0: And you're correct. Yes. Um. Forgive me, Nick. I had to run to the ladies' room during okay. your um starting points. It. Okay.
1: And now the whole audience knows. <laughs> so there you go.
0: I mean, I did have half a beer, so. And yeah.
1: um, she had to go fix her hair. First it's of all, okay. the
2: audi- audience already knew. We have the microphone in there
1: too. <laughs>
0: um. So I just. Pretty much. I agree with both of you guys. It's I thought
1: fucking... See he... that Matt Lauer's bathroom.
0: It's... Oh my god. Ew. I'm
1: sorry. It was the way he said it. It was just creepy. Oh my god. No, you made it creepy. You made it creepy. You said you... it. No, fucker. I said a
2: hilarious joke that was clean. No, and it was not. Adorable. He
1: said that we put a microphone in the bathroom.
2: Yeah. I... Try to make that weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, obviously.
2: Okay, you know what? I'm unlocking the door. Get out of here.
0: Every time (laughs) I start...
1: God damn it.
0: Every time I start to talk, I get interrupted, for the record.
1: That's what we do on this podcast.
0: (laughs) But not anymore. But not anymore. Okay. So, I pretty much agree with both of you guys. Um, I thought this film, for lack of a better word, was mediocre. Um, Hmm. When the trailer came out, I mean, I was intrigued, but I normally get, like, very excited when something like this is about to come out and I did not feel that same degree of excitement and then I also know very very little about the Venom character my frame of reference I don't know I don't believe this has been brought up yet but Um, my frame of reference for Eddie Brock is Topher Grace in (laughs) Spider-Man 3.
1: That's probably most people's.
0: Exactly. That's most people's. And we all know Spider-Man 3, there was a lot of issues with that movie. It was generally very bad. And then we see just a little bit of Venom and then that's kind of it. Here we get an entire movie about Venom. And I was very confused as to why, you know, it was Tom Hardy, Um, And there was a lot of hype about him being in this movie because, like, he has a huge fan base, lots of people really like him. Overall, I just didn't think this movie was very good. I thought the very uh, beginning, like, the first half an hour, most of the first act just was very rushed. I thought the background of the characters was very rushed. Um, I thought Michelle Williams' character was just... She got the worst lines of the movie and, like there's only so much you can do with like how fucking bad most of this script really was see women Um, can
1: play too (laughs) god damn it
0: i mean that's somebody
1: thought they were genius for writing that exactly somebody (laughs) thought
0: they were having a really good day um so i i mean like you guys pointed out the like the villain riz ahmed just wasn't very good like even his outfit, like, scre- like the best part was his, you know, Silicon Douche Bro outfit, Silicon Valley Douche Bro outfit, with, like, his sport coat and then the zip-up underneath. No one wears that. Absolutely nobody does. And then also the gym shoes. Can't forget that. Um I thought the action scenes were really good. I thought the CGI was worth it to see in theaters, which is why I'm happy that I did see it in theaters. Um
1: I thought it was very interesting that there were almost no, in fact, i God, I mean, I guess there was one minor moment, but there were uh, almost no Venom moments during the daytime.
0: That's a very good point. Aside from the very end, but we don't really see Venom, right. we just kind of hear it's a, him. It's a
1: kind of a minor thing. Yeah, at the end. no, so, that's a I really mean, good point. Um, which, uh, CGI-wise, is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, though, it, it is interesting that he becomes almost like a Batman Mm-hmm creature of the night type thing
0: exactly um as far as venom the character goes i do agree with both of you guys that like the most entertaining part was tom hardy and the venom like rapport between them <gasps> um i did kind of liked how that um one quote-unquote personality trait that they gave him is that he now loves tater tots um i feel like that Tater, t-
1: tater Tots and chocolate.
0: Exactly, Tater Tots and chocolate. That probably didn't come from the comics. They just kind of put it in as something for people to to remember from the movie. But yeah, overall people
2: eat the weirdest shit. Like I'm the pickiest eater, so like everything is just baffling to me. But yesterday, sorry to get off on a tangent, but it's you're okay. bringing up weird food.
1: Tater Tops is not weird food.
2: No, Tater Tops and chocolate. like. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I
0: guess Venom likes those two things together. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: yesterday I literally <laughs> saw something that made me gag. I watched uh, the first Annabelle movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Conjuring Creepy Doll, which I actually did not dislike. Okay. Okay. Anyway, there's a scene in there where uh, pregnant lady's got cravings and she takes pickles, like out of a jar pickles, mm-hmm. and dips them in mustard.
0: That doesn't sound very bad. That's it just That sounds kind, disgusting. That just sounds like a part of um what no. you would put on a hot dog. No, minus the hot dog. I
1: wouldn't do that. Sounds like something you would have on a pretty standard sandwich. Uh, I
0: yeah. I don't think that's weird. Well, pregnant women Fuck eat we- me, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nick,
0: Nick, pregnant women eat weirder stuff. <laughs> Nick, Nick,
1: Nick, do, Nick doesn't like ice cream, so That is true. <sighs> no, but seriously Nick. pickles? I know.
2: Pickles um, and mustard are probably like two things that if you put it on a burger, I can't eat the burger until you make me a new burger. <laughs> like, I, I like I onions, I what tomatoes, about. whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them, but I can just either eat them or pick well, they, some they, they've off. They've saturated the burger. Right. They've ruined it. Yes, but mm-hmm. pickles and onions completely alter the pickle and mustard, completely alter the entire dynamic of a burger. Uh, and the only time I can tolerate pickle anything is uh, I've was taught that pickle juice makes very good shot chasers and it does which is weird because i thought i was gonna gag i didn't know that yes uh if you do a shot of tequila and then do a shot of pickle juice it pretty much just balances out probably
0: Uh, all the citrus like a lime yeah Yeah.
2: it totally totally works i thought i was gonna puke like before i did it but now like i'd rather have a shot of pickle juice after (laughs) a shot of tequila than not have one so Mm. anyway
0: interesting (laughs)
2: i just not
1: do the tequila shot. I mean, yeah,
2: I wouldn't want to do it in the first place, but (laughs) uh, whenever I go to Minnesota, that's a tradition over there now, (laughs) Uh, especially because they always have pickle juice. Ah.
0: Well, Minnesota is where I got my speeding ticket, so fuck them. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: I'm still surprised I've never been pulled over uh, on my way back or to Minnesota because... Once I get over to, like, Wisconsin, I'm not doing the speed limit. No. no. And why should you? And, you know, I've got Illinois plate, so I'm just expecting to be out of state and therefore, like, oh, fuck this guy. Yep. <laughs> he put Bogdanovich in jail. <laughs> I don't know why the the state official cares that much about that. Blago?
1: <laughs> that lady just wanted to be dressed nicely. Come on. <laughs> so, anyway.
0: Um. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Talk about tater
1: tots and chocolate.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I just, that was just something, like, I don't want to say interesting, but it is a personality trait that they did add to Venom that I thought was, quote, unquote, a nice touch. Um, as far as Tom Hardy portraying Eddie Brock, I've been told he's kind of supposed to be, like, sassy- um, a little more abrasive than Peter Parker, but very much still, like, a little bit off the wall. Which they do um, mention
1: that he used to work at the same place.
0: Yeah, but they didn't call it the Daily Bugle. They, they called it
1: the Daily Glow. Yeah,
0: which I thought was really stupid, yeah. but at the same time... They wait, don't have
1: the rights anymore. I guess
0: they don't have the rights anymore. I was waiting for them to say Daily Bugle, but yeah, you have no. a very good point. I was like, oh, that's not it. Um and if you don't have the rights
2: just anymore... Just don't say it. Well, I was gonna say, why even make this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Like, I think the thought- having the rights to Venom, like if that's all you have, and I'm not saying I wanted this movie to be a part of a cinematic universe, but if you can't make a true adaptation, then
1: what's the point? I think the thought is is that they're going to set it up, and then by the time. They get through through. the next film, which is going to be the one that people actually want to see, which is the problem with superhero films in general, because you're always wanting to see the next one and not the one you're actually watching. Uh, (laughs) The second post-credit scene, certainly. uh... Oh, I, boy... I, uh,
0: I did not stay for the 2nd post credits. I you was you did not
2: miss anything. Literally. That's
0: what I was told, therefore that's why it I was. It was left. just
1: five minutes uh unobstructed, I believe. Yeah, it was like from a full scene. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Which is um, a movie
2: I'm actually very much looking forward to. Me but too. While I was sitting there while that was happening, I was like, What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like that is the lowest of the low. Uh I've always considered all of these post-credit scenes to be just blatant advertisements for the next film, like to have no artistic value. But they give value. you. They, they, but that yeah. is just them saying, "Yeah, you're
1: right." No, I, I actually will. I think when it started, it was more tolerable. Because like, said meanwhile.
0: So l- let me make sure I'm understanding. Okay. This is a featurette about Into the Spider-Verse. Not
1: a featurette. No, no, like, it's it's it just literally you five just five minutes. minutes from the film. In the middle of the like, film. if you
2: go see the movie, you have already seen that five minutes. Yeah. And it starts off by saying, "Meanwhile, Miles Morales is doing this." Like it literally oh. says that at the bumper. Okay. But then what you're seeing is clearly an actual scene, just excised from the movie. That is. Um. And yeah, that was that was awful. Yeah. Like, and are we to believe that now this is a shared universe, this cartoon world, and this is one of the Spider?
0: It I don't depend- think so. It depends on who owns into into the Spider Verse, which I it's assume it's Sony, because that's
2: yeah. uh,
1: Sony DreamWorks. Yeah, that's that that is just blatant advertising. Yeah, hmm. and like the like the early Marvel post credit scenes were like getting people's beak wet for upcoming films a little bit. Uh, that was because it was like. But it was fresh then, so it it made sense. It
2: was fresh, but it was also not just fresh, but also, I would say, essential. Like, there wasn't enough movies out there yet to, like, you know, whatever. So, like, the fact that these movies are still using the post-credit scenes to connect to other movies... Is getting tired, Like that's what the movie should be doing,
1: well, now that see, we have
2: so much room to work with. This,
1: this doesn't connect that to that. This just shows you five minutes of a movie that has nothing to do with the film you just saw.
2: No, yeah. And mostly, I think in this case, I was also referring to the Carnage, which is like... That wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was
1: stupid. It I know you, I know you was, didn't like it, but... Um,
2: it's the I, same exact thing as um, what Justice League just did. Hmm? Literally. Like, I didn't hate the Justice they go League to, one either. I'm not saying I hated that one. I'm not even saying I hate this one. I'm just saying they're all the same fucking scene. It's literally him walking towards somebody who should be in a jail cell. In this case, they are in the jail cell, and Justice League, he wasn't in the jail cell. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, they have no creativity anymore. And, and, like, I I miss the days when, like, there could have been... Like, this is a horrible one, but at least I was like, what the fuck is happening when I watched it, which is the one at the uh, end of something where they in Marvel where they introduce... uh,
1: the two uh,
0: is it adam? No.
1: No, no Oh, um, sorry. Oh, that, that was not it was in the Adam Warlock one you know, which was the, at the end of Guardians the, 2. The yeah. You're talking about the uh, Quicksilver yes. and um
2: and I feel like that was probably a genuine surprise. Scarlet Witch as to like, was that oh this is coming.
0: The end of one of the Captain Americas. I think that was yeah, the, Winter, the soldier. Winter Soldier soldier. Yes. Yes. Okay. And yes. so
2: I you know, I don't think anyone watched that end credit scene and was like Carnage
0: is going to be in this. Oh my God.
1: I actually disagree with you because I actually think people did think that.
0: But that's the thing is that I am me as. And they're fucking
2: stupid.
1: <laughs> because here's the thing Carnage is pretty much just venom, but with hair. So then
0: but why wouldn't red. they
2: think that that but would be? But
0: being red.
1: Thing? Because. Um, so they were so surprised
2: that they would choose the one person who's the biggest knockoff of the character they're already following?
1: You've, have you ever fucking met superhero people, dude? No, Come I have, on. but I'm
2: saying, like, you don't see a difference between introducing somebody like Carnage, who has enough name recognition that even I knew what he was talking about, whereas a difference of something of that and, like, Marble saying, here's Two X-Men that you didn't realize were even going to be in this. I would agree with shared you universe I if don't...
1: it wasn't a prominent actor or actress. Since it, was, since it was Woody Harrelson, it pretty much worked for me.
2: But then that's what made it even whatever, because the moment you saw him, you're like, okay, clearly he's... I mean, I didn't know, because I don't ever try to call this shit, so I didn't know it was Carnage until he said the word Carnage, mm-hmm. but the moment he showed up, I'm like, oh, so here's our next villain for the movie. Like, right. I, I don't know,
1: it's just... The the, the problem, I is the guess... I, I get we Yeah, the, for me, uh, that just... Teased a film that has a chance to be a vastly superior film to the one I just watched. So I was interested in what it did. Um, not saying it was a great post credit scene. And Woody Harrelson looked absolutely ridiculous.
0: I just wanted to say, Nick, like you, I am not very well versed in the comic book world. But as soon as Woody Harrelson said Carnage, I was like, oh, Carnage, the bad guy. Yeah. So, I mean...
2: I didn't have to Google anything after this post credit scene, like I usually have to, after the end of some of the Marvel ones, which, in my opinion, at least means they're doing something, I would say, relatively deep. I'm I'm not saying that, you know, it's like they're digging in the well to, like, Condiment King or something. I mean, it was... (laughs) But... (laughs) It, there's it, it, it there's is still funny. at least, like, with them, and maybe now that I'm slightly more into the medium of comics, now that I've been reading some, mm-hmm. maybe now the next time I see one of these Marvel ones, I'll actually be like, oh, I want to go read an arc with that so that way I know what they're going to talk about when the next
1: one comes out. It is funny, though, that you bring up... Um it, that you bring up the Justice League one because it is really just a carbon copy of that, yeah. yeah Especially same. like the the ending line, which uh, should is, we have our "Should we have own our own league? league?" Yeah, which just blatantly talking yeah. about the Injustice League. Like, so yeah,
2: I uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even need, even though I know even more now, but. Back then, I didn't need to look up the League of, you know, whatever Shadows or whatever it's
1: called. I, I was I was really hoping you were going to say the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Whatever, but Lex. What are you Lakers, talking about,
2: uh, League? I, I didn't need to look that up to know exactly what he was talking about. Sure, even if I couldn't name everybody who's on it or anything like that, I'm just like, oh, okay. And same thing here. Like, you are literally. <laughs> I know you only have so much time because it's a post-credit scene, but your writing is so bland. That you are basically telling me, don't even do any research. We will make sure you understand exactly what's happening by the time you know the next movie comes, so that way you won't even have to do any mental, you know, whatever. It
0: was the same person that wrote the line, "Girls can play bad too." So, like,
2: that is true. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Go on with your bad cell.
1: They showed. They showed us. Sure did. Yeah, I like her. Okay. Okay, thanks, Venom. Yeah, I um I, again, I'm much more interested in the sequel than I am in this film. Maybe that's just because I feel like there's still hope for the sequel because it hasn't gotten made
0: yet. <laughs> Ideally, when the sequel happens, and I mean the movie's already broken even, so at this it'll be p- sooner rather than later. Right at this point, it's already broken even at the box office. There's no way to go, nowhere to go but up. It'll be summer, um,
1: summer of 2020 probably. 2020.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so. I feel like, best case scenario, they'll learn from their mistakes. Ideally, like, I believe her name was Anne. Sorry. Um, Should have made her a little bit more memorable. Um, (laughs) um, She'll be just overall a better character. And then I don't know if her new boyfriend, Dan, is going to be in there. But he just, honestly, he was just the guy from but a Doctor and not a politician. In in all honesty Um, and...
1: and, um... She could just get sidelined in the next film, and oh, I'm not saying she should. But what was that?
0: I don't want that to happen. I feel like when I don't in- either.
1: But boy, that is just oh, becoming I can see a new her trend. Coming
2: back for a scene and
0: then uh, dying, <laughs> and then
2: that sets off Eddie Brock. Or oh scene. boy, no Ooh, seriously, if, if
1: you want to go into Thor Ragnarok, yeah. oh, it just didn't work out. She didn't like that I was a superhero. I was like, what?
0: Yeah, that was that was some that bullshit. was literally
1: the entire appeal of why she liked you in the first two films. But here's the
2: thing: if she's not in this next movie, that's actually extremely weird, and it's kind of a... It always is, though. But well, it, I know it, it's always it it happens a lot. But let me explain why to me that's even weirder than normal, because they set up a dramatic thread to untangle in that last scene, Absolutely. which is, she said, "I'm sorry about Venom." So you're already teasing that because I don't care if he hides Venom from like the government or from whatever. But that line has something to it where I'd want to see, uh, possibly at least, a movie where that's now a thing he's hiding from. The one of, person he's probably trying to still win back or whatever. It would be
1: funny if she like walked in and he's just got tater tots and chocolate all over his face.
2: <laughs> we talked about
0: that. Eddie, this. are you okay?
1: I just wrote a scene for the next film, by the way.
0: <laughs> um,
1: They're furiously... You just this. wrote the
2: only scene for the next film. Oh. The rest is going to be improvised. <laughs> they're
1: they're they're going to have a similar contest to how they found Venom in the first place. Oh, Send my... in your favorite potential scene. Jesus
0: Christ! Um, so,
2: superstar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys mentioned how Alex, you had said you weren't a fan of Jenny Slate's character. I liked Jenny Slate's character a lot. As well. Yes. I really liked her. I thought she was definitely like a good person to move the plot forward, to reach out to Eddie Brock and let him know exactly what the fork was happening. I didn't
1: hate her character. I hated how swiftly she was removed from the film. That uh, I I didn't
0: like that either. Okay, so are we all in agreement with this? Yeah, I did. I was expecting to see more of her. I thought the whole point of
2: having her in the movie was so that way there would be dramatic tension of her working against Riz Ahmed, Mm -hmm. and like, I mean, obviously he was going to find out at some point, Mm -hmm. but then that made her whole. Thing other than to get Eddie into the lab, like that's her only purpose. That was the whole purpose of her character, yeah. which so. means that that was just a waste of writing and casting, mm-hmm. in yeah. my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. So. so I thought that was a huge bummer the way she was killed off. And
1: it wasn't, you know what? I, I guess I've seen way too many of these fucking movies. Um, since she was killed off screen, like part of me thinks she's actually dead.
0: That's yeah. a, very much a possibility. And isn't it annoying that you just like kind of find yourself assuming that? I mean. Also, yeah. I find it. I very... find it annoying that yeah. I have to assume that maybe this character isn't dead.
1: No, I mean it's. it's the, the problem is, is that it's 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 gotten to the point where it's just like, you know, what we can do. It's it's almost like, like Hollywood screenwriters have just, just slowly just dropped down to soap opera levels where yeah, they're like, need... we've got six storylines you know, that we're just going to. First reuse. of all, soap
2: operas are more competent. Because... <laughs> No, I'm dead serious. I, yeah. As far as when it comes to reveling in plot twists and change of power dynamics because they have to live with certain choices for, like, episodes at a time, there's actually minutia in there because they have to stall for, like, you know, whatever. So the fact that we gloss over anything in any of these movies – like, for example, the way she's found out is really fucking – uh, boring and mundane like so she works in this gazillion dollar business tech whatever and she wouldn't think that there are cameras or she did
1: but she just... she uses her fucking handprint to get in exactly I mean, like, you don't think there's some time stamp on that shit why wouldn't she like <laughs> try to do
2: something sneaky like it doesn't have to be an oceans whatever but couldn't it have been like oh you know what I lost my key can you get me in you know who I am that happens mm. maybe she disabled the camera like just very bare bones
1: Not even otherwise why
2: would she have risked it if she was that afraid like that uh, no
1: I guess I will say in that way she clearly did not plan on this happening
2: well she didn't plan on the venom whatever Correct. but she doesn't think that Riz Ahmed is a crazy person and
1: I think she I, I mean that's why she has Tom Hardy in there in the first place right so, why, 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 not just, why, uh, why not just out it herself, then? Yeah,
2: or why even show up for work the next day? I mean, that's my big thing. Like, what mm-hmm. does that happen? You're going to be like,
0: ah. I mean, that all, all,
1: all in all, that was just all just very mech story, yeah, story writing. I
0: did it.
1: <laughs> nice Jimmy <Jenny> Slate impression. <laughs> <laughs> just, that was even good. trying, actually. But yeah. Hey, that was good. Anything else? <sighs> nope, has I'm done. I
0: liked the fight scenes. I did, too. I thought the fight scenes were cool. They're pretty good. I thought the yeah.
1: final fight scene could have actually been a little better. Um, yes. Only only because, A, um, like everything with them climbing up the rocket ship, we've already seen that many times, especially in something that did it way better, like Men in Black. So I, I'm... i would have liked something a little more original there uh, instead of just monsters just trying to push each other off of a rocket ship. I didn't even <laughs> mind the monster
2: thing. What made me laugh out loud was that they lose their symbiotes at one point. <laughs> Basically toward the very, 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 very end of that fight. So that fight pretty much ends with them slapping each other. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is how the final fight is going to...
1: Um, <laughs> which which actually, you know what? I will say that actually made sense because at the end of the day, they're just two humans that cannot They are, fight. but
0: I'm not watching right. this to
1: be a human drama.
3: <laughs>
2: it only lasted
1: for um, like 12 seconds. But God. that was the last thing. Like no, it was not. Oh, I thought it was. The last thing with the rocket exploding. Yeah, that and was And the was symbiotes funny. getting burned by the fire, which is okay, casually mentioned. The last mentioned. fight yeah. between those two. Yeah, but he jumps on the rocket ship. No, it's not the last fight, because the... he puts the Venom suit on, and then he stab, or No, he stabs oh. him with the thing, and then the oh, Venom okay. kind of yeah. walks up like the Adams Family hand <laughs> to oh, yeah.
2: okay. well, join back st- in his body. St- it's I, 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 stupid that it even
1: happened. Right? I, I get what you're saying. And then he has the line to come back from it to say, like, the... Have a nice life, thing. While the ship ah, explodes, that was funny. No. They, I laughed.
0: I didn't like the replay of have a nice.
1: Life. <laughs> As the rockets exploding.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Come on.
0: Um, I did. That's kind of <laughs> menacing. I did, I, did like during that last fight. It's when I believe it's a vertical shot because we're looking down at the characters. When in slow motion, you see like the symbiotes part from the people. So then you see like Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed just kind of. Blatantly being thrown around like really slowly. I thought that was really neat. And you could they designed Riot and Venom different enough to where you can see the difference between them, which I mean I know that's how they each look in the comics, but still it was nice to see that translated I, on screen.
1: Um actually was really hoping in the final scene that they were gonna do something that I thought was just right there it was a total missed opportunity which was for both of them to go run and grab a symbiote and have it be the wrong one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool.
1: Especially in the climactic scene, I think it would have been super like, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I do think,
2: uh, yeah, No, I think that, along with one other thing with the missed opportunity during the final fight, which is that when the so is the, the rocket that blows up, yes. basically with the guy hanging onto the rocket,
0: Riz Ahmed is already inside the rocket. Okay.
2: So I think there should have been a shot that showed when he was in the rocket. What? That the camera. Because you're going to say something ridiculous. (laughs) No, I'm not going to. Oh, sure. (laughs) So as the camera pans down, which we do see Riz Ahmed in the rocket just before it's about to blow up. If just before it pans down and written on the rocket is just a big graffiti tag that says Eddie Brockett. It's not ridiculous.
1: How did he have time to write that? <laughs> He's a symbiote, dude. He can
2: do whatever the hell he wants. He can literally be fighting while the back just tumor is f- flying out. And, you know, I mean, that's kind yeah. of was like, meow.
1: I think in the next film, uh, they need to have something where he gets caught having a conversation with the symbiote and they both look at the person that walks in. That'd be wonderful. Because uh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I did like that final battle scene. I thought it looked really good. I really like the scene uh, where he's in the whatever, like the Solarian Solarium et, et area of the uh, business places where he's just pretty much just throwing people on the wall. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's when Michelle Williams walks in and is like, "Oh, okay."
0: Yes, yes with the the scaffolding like being mm-hmm. like yeah, that was really neat. And then Eddie Brock is like, "Wait, help." And she's yeah. like, "You need to go to a fucking doctor." <laughs> yeah.
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Get in the car. Get
0: in the car. I'm getting you to a doctor. I like I like her.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Venom. Uh, I will say this and I mean, this is getting a little nerdy, but Venom is fucking huge and I do mm-hmm. not remember him being that Big in the uh, other film, can't
0: he? No, I don't think he was actually. No, that's a very good point. I feel like Venom, like in Spider-Man Three, it just kind of covered up Eddie Brock, and that's who Topher Grace was. Because I feel
1: like size-wise, he kind of is like the size of the Hulk, which is a little weird.
0: I don't think he's as big as the Hulk.
2: Yeah, I thought he was. I think
1: it's. I all feel about like he's perspective. I, I, I don't feel like think he's shorter ever... than the
0: Hulk and Thanos, but he's bigger than like an average person. I
1: don't know, man. Watching that scene where he's fighting with the people uh, in that um, that like lobby area, he is he at... basically towering over them. Oh, I
2: thought it was like his eye level was basically just above. Really? The... Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I just agree the way with you'll, Nick, that you'll have know. to rewatch it.
1: Nope. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> sh- yeah, Nick just flipped off Tucson. What the fuck? No, uh, he didn't flip
0: off Tucson. He flipped off the Venom poster in Tucson's yeah, seat. That's what- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, going to final ratings, I'll start us off. Um, I gave this a two and a half out of five, which for me is a very low rating for a superhero film, as I am trying not to be, like, too stupid and nerdy about it, but I am a superhero fanboy for the most part. So I wanted to really like this film, but uh, from the trailer on, I thought this was going to be very mediocre, and I was right. Um, Tom Hardy wasn't really that bad here, I didn't think, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in the sequel, which I have actually pretty high hopes for now, because I think the idea of just having an entire film with he and Carnage battling, um, and at the same time, uh i think that storyline will be fun because it'll have a symbiote storyline and also to this idea of him not being a true hero but also trying to be a hero um, which is always kind of a fun thing to think about which is why i really wanted suicide squad to be good uh and that also was a disaster so yeah a two and a half out of five for me for venom uh in a film that kind of was just there and will be gone soon enough
0: Um, I'll go next. So, um, I'm going to give this movie a 2 out of 5 stars. Um, I did not have pretty much any expectation, and like Alex, I am a huge fan of superhero movies, but this just did not really check off any boxes for me, um, other than the key points I had brought up earlier, which was the main things between Tom Hardy and Venom, like their main chemistry, and then also the special effects and the act- acting. That could have scenes. been so much better. Exactly. It could have been God. better, but it was still like good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But so many other things just were not entertaining enough for me to really like this movie. Um so I mean like Alex has mentioned, I hope that the eventual sequel will learn from this film's mistakes. I have no doubt that this movie will continue to do well at the box office, as it did have a very good opening weekend. Um, and I just did not think overall this is very good, which, I mean, it's very disappointing to say that, because I do want to like every superhero movie that I see, but unfortunately they can't It's be like at that caliber at all times. So, yeah, two out of five for me.
2: I'm going to have to continue this trend, and I give it one and a half out of five. We're just slowly going
1: down the stairs here.
2: um, That's actually pretty good for me in the sense that Mm -hmm. these aren't really
1: my bag, and I've seen a lot worse than this. To be. Did you like this more than Doctor Strange? Yeah. Okay. That's not even a movie. What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh,
2: I loved Doctor Strange.
1: I liked it more the second time I saw it.
2: I mean, I would watch it again, but um,
1: I liked everything with his cape.
0: Yeah, his cape is pretty cool. You can see that.
1: That that climactic scene is terrible. <laughs> it's very bad. But, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and I, um, yeah, I just didn't really care for this. I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. But all the things I liked about it could have used much more... Could have used steroids, basically. Like, <laughs> I did actually like the Tom Hardy rapport with himself uh, mm-hmm. as Eddie and Venom. But um, we only really get good exchanges toward the very end of the movie and i don't think there's any reason why that couldn't have been much earlier on in his venom you know whatever like i don't think venom just becomes funnier like you know like i don't think it has to be organic whatever but anyway yeah uh, i I could have just i would have appreciated if it was much more punchy so to speak Mm um And I actually did think the action set pieces were pretty decent. I could see what was happening. Um, I appreciated what was happening. But even at its best, uh, I've seen others do it better. So that was probably the only reason why it's just not great. And the reason why the saving grace, I would say, for me as to why I didn't really mind watching it is that it was slightly more uh, horror-infused than I Mm. thought it was going to be. It's certainly not a horror film, but some of the moments with Venom and the symbiotes were actually bordering on jump scares you know not quite at that level which it doesn't need to be but i like the fact that this wasn't a like peter parker gets bit by a spider and be like "Ooh, it's this tingling sensation but it was treated as uh something that would not be uh okay (laughs) um so I, uh, i i did i did like that in fact i would watch which it would never happen but you know we are in this trend of like r-rated
1: whatnot this was supposed to be r-rated was it mm-hmm.
2: okay and i would have watched an r-rated version of this not because i wanted more that's the rumor that that's going to come out I on the kinda, blu-ray i could kind of see that mm-hmm. but uh i would say that i would be very much down for something like this that was maybe even a touch more scary not so that like Every scene is some kind of, like, set piece of horror, but just kind of adding a bit more of what was already present, I think, of how, like, because Eddie shouldn't really be cool with this. I mean, I know he is by the end, which is fine, but in this journey, and this is the one movie where you can really do it, it should be fucking freaky. And while he is reacting appropriately, like, he is whatever, it wasn't, um like, the scene at the apartment where he... uh uh, what do you call it?
0: Eats the chicken from the trash.
2: No, I was gonna oh. say his neighbor plays the guitar too loud. Like,
0: oh, <laughs> that could have been
2: even more kind of terrifying. Yeah. Um. I mean, because he makes a scary face, but I felt like moments like that were when this could have actually used uh maybe an R rating, where we could have had something that was like even more like I don't know, disgusting or whatever. But. Uh, I'm rambling. Uh, it's one and a half out of five. Uh,
1: uh, I will say uh, you had mentioned this, and I'll I'll kind of just let you yeah. take the wheel on this one uh, a little bit. Because, but who am uh, I, Jesus?
3: Jesus, yes. take <laughs> the wheel. Are we
1: all? Mm. It's true uh the scene that we see uh time and time again in the trailer is actually the final scene of this film yeah is, uh, how disappointing
0: uh, was that i <laughs> thought that af- was really stupid i thought that was really stupid too as soon as the first convenience store scene came around i was like the trailer scene is going to be the last one That's i didn't be think that scene. i thought it was going
2: to happen pretty early on like i him think everybody down, thought that um and i thought he was gonna have to dip in there to grab something and then that, <laughs> that was just going to happen uh, but yeah, to... Ost- Just your friendly neighborhood Venom. Yeah, To ostensibly show you what the ending of the movie, and I don't mean that in spoilers type way, but is a really weird way to cut a trailer. And I think that was a sign that they had not a lot to go with here. Yeah. And they needed to show Well, and whatever. they wanted
1: to have the Two-Face look too on the Which also but that's
0: a very good point why is
2: this the only scene where that happens then like you could have just had it happen because i th-
1: i mean they're probably thinking that that's the only time that he's actually truly embraced being both eddie brock and venom but, okay then
2: eh. maybe we shouldn't have even seen it in the trailer
1: probably not but there's a fucking pop funko of the half face so i mean yeah i'm just saying and by yeah. the way that pop funko kind of sucks
2: so. Yeah, I can't imagine that would be very good. It's not. And I say that as someone who likes
1: Pop Funko. Well. I do as well. I would have but bought it if it was good. <laughs> I've got a fucking Aquaman Pop Funko. Hey. It's at my office. Oh, I, okay. I, have like, I have like 15 of them. It's a problem.
0: That's <laughs> pretty awesome. I it's got... Not. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have more than I do, I think. I got yeah. a Minnie Mouse Disney Infinity before all of those oh, got discontinued, oh, and so you. I have that at my desk. Well
1: done. So. Look at that. Yeah.
2: Actually, I do have quite a few, because I forgot I have a lot at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No,
2: I, I
0: have a, like a finite amount of desk. Okay, space, let's really so. quickly
2: go over what's on every. <laughs> no, no, genuinely, I think this is more interesting than Venom. So, okay. if you have, <laughs> pop culture wise, what's on your desk? Okay, so who's going first? Me? me? Uh, I
0: have the least. Okay, so why don't go you go ahead. first? Okay, so um, I assume didn't mean to hit the laptop, damn. This and is, we are
1: done with this. This, stuff. this is every time, and you are literally the only person who does that. Yeah. So if yeah. it makes I'm you so feel. Sorry.
2: She's like Venom. She can't control her protuberance.
0: I really talk with my hands. So um, I assume... The computer
1: can tell. Shut up.
0: So I assume you guys um, have seen these uh, mystery vinyl key tag things yeah, in yeah, the yeah, mystery yeah. bags. And yeah. then there's, like, a theme. So, like, I've seen Disney Princess ones. Well, Target, they usually have Kingdom Hearts ones. Oh. At my desk, I have on a little push pin hanging axle from Kingdom Hearts because mm-hmm. I've gotten, like, two axles. So, like, one ended up at my desk. And then... You guys will appreciate this. I have the Avengers commemorative coin from when we saw Avengers opening night. Yes. So I have that at my desk also held up by some push pins. And then, like I mentioned previously, my Minnie Mouse Disney Infinity. Um, As far as pop culture goes, that's pretty much it. But as a gift from when I was an undergrad working on campus, I have a little like gift box thing that says... Fierce and Fab. And that's oh, it. So, hell yeah. Yes. My desk is You very, so are, by the way. Thank you. My desk is very colorful compared to everybody else's.
1: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> my desk, and that's, I'm just going to go from left to right here, kay. like a book. So, uh, on my desk, uh, a... Lotion? Book, Kleenex? Uh, not quite. Those oh, are sorry. towards the right. So. Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, you're right-handed.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um I actually this is one of pro- it's probably my favorite thing that I have actually, although I do like A my, picture of me. do like my pop Funko <laughs> things I have. But uh a past What's coworker so funny about that Anna. A past coworker had uh her husband uh made these like metal cutouts of things. He like like his, for fun, he like machine these and cut oh, them yeah, out for
0: fun yes wow he didn't do them to pass time at a boring ass job like metalworking no
1: <laughs> he liked to do he did this at home that's i guess really <laughs>
0: impressive anyway yeah, yeah.
1: anyway so like she like had like an I had another co-worker she made like the black hawk symbol for it mm-hmm. and i decided to go a different direction and get something that's my fate one of my favorite superheroes and also perfect so i have the iron man uh head uh is is that on on my It's a magnet on my desk, or on on one of my drawers, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Anyways, so I've got that. Uh, And then, if we want to get into the Pop Funkos, and also, just to set the scene, I have lots of pieces of plastic lumber on my desk, (laughs) uh, creating stands for my little Pop Funko figures, because I'm a child, (laughs) uh, and I do work at a plastic lumber manufacturing company. So So, you're an adult. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Believe it or not. So I have uh, the droid from... um, Rogue One? Rogue One. Okay. BB-8? And, no, this is K2, yes. K2SO.
0: K2... K2SO. K2SO, yes. yes. that's who it is.
1: Uh, and on the other side of that piece of plastic lumber, I have the bad BB-8 droid from uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, the,
2: like, the actual evil one? Yes, okay. the
1: black one. When you
2: said bad, I'm like, well, if it's bad, why'd you yeah. get it? But, <laughs> no, I got it.
1: Okay, so I have that, and then moving over next door... Uh, I have almost like a staircase made out of plastic lumber, and I have a Pretorian Guard, and I have, why am I blanking on his name, the bad guy who's leading uh, Snoke. Hmm. Uh, on the bottom step, and on the top step, I have Kylo Ren, because he's above them. Yes. At least currently in the, in the story. Yes. May have to probably change the for around. the
2: rest of Time
1: we'll see about that until well, things maybe change around, but you know what? There's room but on
2: Snoke is dead.
1: Is he? Don't worry, Kenny has already gotten into everything. He's like, You know who Snoke is? Snoke is the Emperor, he lived. I'm like, I hate you. If they do that, I will stop watching Star Wars. Well,
2: then that means they got you because <laughs> you watched the whole trilogy,
1: yeah. Uh, so I have the three of them. Okay, so now we've made it finally to my screens. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't have anything by my second screen, but by my main screen, which is right in the middle of my desk. On one side, I have Thor from uh, Thor the Dark World. And on the other side, I have Thor from Infinity War with the short hair uh, and the axe, which I thought is cool.
0: Is the axe the Groot axe? Yes. Nice.
1: That was was the only way I would have gotten it, to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, but it's kind of cool having the both of them there. Yeah. So, And then uh, going over to the last group I have, uh, I have five of them stacked up on one more piece of plastic lumber. And I have uh, the first one I ever got, which was Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, Nebula, then Aquaman. Uh, Gamora is I'm on the I'm assuming his...
2: Aquaman modeled after the live action
1: yes. Aquaman. Yes. He's in like a green yeah. suit. And he's got his uh... Jason
2: Momo Aquaman.
1: Yes. He's got his uh, Trident. Trident. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Nebula, then uh, Aquaman, then Gamora, and then randomly Ant-Man. But actually uh, the coolest looking Pop Funkos I have are Ant-Man and Killer Croc.
0: I can see that. Yeah.
1: I I have lots of them, and it's it's not it's not great. Yeah.
0: Um, so but I, I like it. Yeah. So I want to say the Thor Ragnarok Funko that came out with the blue eyes, where he's like possessed. Mm. Like that was a really cool looking Funko. They, I really liked how that one looked.
1: they uh, I've gotten to the point now where, because I used to get them, and I like the droid ones I have, like i thought they were cool and i really just it was an impulse buy yeah so but now i'm like i really want to like what i get yeah like i got the aquaman one like i almost got uh dennis nendry from jurassic park (laughs) uh the wayne knight character love it (laughs) and i was like you know what he's kind of cool but i don't really want this and then i saw aquaman and i was like you know what that one looks really cool, and I kind of like Aquaman, even though that movie's probably going to be shit. So I'm excited for it. That's um, good, truth, truthfully. Forward to it. I'm really looking forward to I it. I hope it's good. I want it to be good. I am going to tell myself that it's not going to be good, so I'll be pleasantly surprised when it's mediocre. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> So what about you, Nick? I know you've got a decent collection as well.
2: I do. I was actually looking for a picture to see because I know i have taken at least one of my desk, just so I could remind myself. But I'll say this. Yes.
0: I, okay. I just want to ask Alex very quickly. Oh, and yeah, then wait. this question also is posed to you, Nick, as well. Mm-hmm. Are your Funkos out of the box?
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. okay. I throw my boxes away, too. Yeah.
2: I don't. Actually, the, a lot of Funko's boxes are in the back of my car. Because like <laughs> I'll be bringing them in. And I'll be like, I'm not going to walk in with this shit. So then I'll just take it out of the box and then I threw it in my trunk. And now that's just become this designated. So actually, there's kind of a graveyard of boxes now. <laughs> because I have two ways to take it out of my trunk.
1: Uh, ever since I was a kid, I pretty much decided that I was never going to care about mint condition type things. I would immediately throw the box away. Um, because I buy these things to enjoy them, not for their resale value.
0: Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Do do you still have your Funko box? So,
0: okay. At work, I don't have any Funkos, but my Disney Infinity is in the box. Okay. Because I think the box is cool. But I do have three Funkos at home, which I can get through very quickly while Nick is still finding his picture. Okay. Um... And they're still all in their boxes. By the way,
1: this may be the nerdiest segment we have ever done. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do it.
0: I'm so yeah. happy to be here for it. Um, and they're all in their boxes because I feel like it's easy to organize like that. Okay. That's oh, it's yeah. Mostly for like functional purposes. That's why I like the boxes. Okay. Um, and, and your I,
1: at-home Funkos are? My
0: at- at-home Funkos are Anders from Workaholics. Okay. Um, pixelated Batgirl.
1: Oh, okay. She
0: is pretty awesome. Hmm. And then Sailor Jupiter from Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. Okay. So
1: you don't have Mr. Poopy Pants or whatever name. <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> what from Rick and Morty? Yeah. yeah. No, I. Every not- time I see that one at Barnes and Noble, I have to laugh to myself. <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole.
0: <laughs> it's a good episode. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to like get that out. Um, of my system because I like do have Funko's just not at work so yeah I I don't think my Disney Infinity one is ever going to go away that's probably not worth any money but who cares so that's
1: fine if if you like it I like it and it's boxed like that then that's great
0: yeah so I'm easily the nerdiest person at my job so just to give you a caliber of what it's like being at my (laughs) I, I
1: like that my desk feels authentic and like my own, where everyone else's desk feels very kind of boring. Like, everyone's got, like, a photo of their family or, right, like, a calendar. Yeah, Ugh, fuck that. I've got a photo of myself and Emily, and I a, 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 I also have a photo of Gus, but not Jock, so... <laughs> Hell yeah. which Stick it to that little cat. Well, we didn't have Jock when I got the photo, so, you know. Mm-hmm. But at, at any rate, I like that my desk is, like, I feel like a child. I feel like John Lithgow uh, in Third Rock from the Sun. He's got <laughs> uh, the Mr. Potato Head on his desk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's adorable. Yeah. All right, Nick, after you.
1: So,
2: okay, um... Two things to know about my desk and my stature at work. First of all, no one allowed near it. No. (laughs)
1: Um, It's going to be really awesome when they make a Pop Funko of Solo, because Nick will buy that shit day one. I'll eat that shit.
0: I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey! What? uh, I'm sorry, I don't...
1: Oh, uh, in uh, (laughs) the Solo uh, film, someone has to eat shit. Actual, yeah. It's based off of a book. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if that makes it any
1: better I I so I'm asking
0: because I don't know what this is but that...
2: Solo is a movie that's based off the book uh, 120 Days of Sodom by uh, the Marquis de Sod uh, in which uh, a bunch of rich aristocratic like characters gather around a bunch of young folk including underage children uh, 24 each I think or something like that Uh And gather them into their castle, and they're going to basically, for 120 days, torture, abuse, sexually assault, and do whatever they want with them. And uh, some people hate it, for obvious reasons. Some people think that it's a comment on unchecked fascism and what happens when, uh, you know, power corrupts with authority and whatnot.
1: It is one of the more controversial films out there.
0: Yeah. It sure sure sounds like it is. Yeah. Yeah. So... Look
2: it up
1: by Pier Paolo
2: Pasolini. I've Pastorini.
1: never watched it and I've never had an interest in watching it.
2: You know, not that you should watch it or anything like that, but I definitely think it's one of the most overhyped films when it comes to like how much of a struggle it is to watch.
1: I've seen much worse. Yeah. Mm. Is it so. is it any worse than Lars von Trier films or is it in the same kind of I think Lars von Trier is worse. Okay. I mean, what you're watching in uh
2: Salò is I think, surreal and kind of uh, at a distance. Mm. I mean, it's atrocity, but it's like, oh, now they're just making a meat poop. Oh, now they're just having anal sex. And oh, nah. like, it's, there's just nothing. Whereas Lars von Trier mixes that kind of extremism with genuine characters. So if you're invested in the story and then they get raped, you know, I mean, that's. Yeah. A, I think that's a much different thing, and I think mm. those are harder to watch for me,
1: mm. personally. Mm-hmm. So, all righty. So, now getting to what we were actually talking Get about. Getting to what's
2: actually on my desk. Yep. Uh, so, one thing about me is that uh, once it broke in my office that I liked Audrey Hepburn, I have received a lot of Audrey Hepburn things.
3: my I know,
2: right? <laughs> so, literally, I'm going to count those first, and then move on to the Funkos. Uh, but at my desk, I have at least two, no, three pictures of her that were bought off the internet. Um, all three of them are actually printed onto old dictionary papers. You know, mm. like it's like a cool. portrait of her, you know. and Yeah. Um, but, you know, like on that's the back of the actual. So that way it's not just a random thing, but it's both library. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, I have a tin that was holding chocolate until people ate the chocolate, because I, literally I came in, and one of my best friends at work, uh, Crystal, she got back from Italy, and she's like, oh, I brought back chocolate for everybody, and I was like, fuck you, would you get me? And then she was like, well, I was going to give you the tin because and she put the cover on, and it was breakfast at Tiffany's. I was like, "Oh!" So I have that tin from Italy with her on it. I have this huge uh, canvas picture, which I actually cannot fit, so I just put it to the side of my <laughs> um, of a shot from her at so uh, at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that one of my coworkers bought at a church rummage sale. But, like, clearly this is a thing around my parts. Uh, someone gave me the sheet music that they found for Moon River, hmm. you know, the original piano score. Anyway, so I have a lot of Audrey Hepburn thing. Hmm. I also have a poster from, like, the 90s, literally, but it's laminated, so it's survived, of when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was, like, on TV, that's got the cast, and it says, Slay Ignorance at the Library. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes, and
2: then I've got a bunch of uh, figures. So uh, Funko-wise, I have a... They're, they have a different line called Adorbs, which are like the yeah, slightly yeah. smaller, but mm-hmm. with the round head instead of square heads. Mm-hmm. I have an Adorbs of... Um, Marceline from uh, Adventure Time. Marceline the Vampire Queen. Yes. yeah, And she is a Dorps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the regular <laughs> Funko figures I have are Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Nice. Um, Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> nice. Um, I have Jean and Tina from Bob's Burgers. I have uh, what else? I have a few more. Um, I have Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. I have you know. I'm just gonna look at the picture. Um, oh, I have Crow T. Robot and um, God damn it, I'm blanking on the name and I'm very embarrassed right now because I <laughs> should know this. Uh, Crow T. Robot and Tom Servo from uh, Mystery, Thousand, uh, Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000 oh. and. Um, <laughs> Oh, I also have a coffee mug with an Audrey Hepburn quote that was given to me and a picture of her. And I think that's probably it. Uh, but the most recent thing was uh, I have this coworker. Oh, I also have Wally. Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. And that's the most recent thing. Oh, I have a cast photo of Francis Ford Coppola's The Outsiders just hanging up there, <laughs> oh, too. Oh, that's awesome. Because that was at the like YA that. librarian. That was the. First book I ever read that I loved, and that's mm. the that was actually the start of YA literature. So mm.
3: um,
2: interesting. Yes, did not know that. Yes, and um, my my most recent thing is that um, my coworker, who really keeps to himself, so this kind of surprised me, um, who's just kind of a weirdo in a good way. He um, he literally just put it on my desk and didn't tell me, so I didn't notice it for a little while. But next to Crow T Robot and um, Tom Servo, he put. A figurine of another robot from Mystery Science Theater, uh, Gypsy, which is not like Funko or anything, that he must have had for like years. Probably like when that show was first on in the 90s. And he, I guess, doesn't want it anymore or whatever, but like he just put it down. Because he had told me about it one time, so I knew where it came from. So anyway, he finally found it apparently in his attic and he brought it in and he put it next to his two buddies. So
3: oh. that was adorable.
2: So basically I had like a repository for uh, gifts. People love to give me shit.
0: That is <laughs> so nice. That means you are really loved at your work.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I wish um I had a little bit more desk space at my work, but there's okay, so there's like cub- cubicle walls. Everybody gets yeah. like their mm-hmm. cubicle wall, x amount of space. At the old building, we were allowed to like stack things on the railing of the cubicle wall, but now, now we're now. not allowed to do that. So mm. Yeah. I have to make do, so, I mean, it could be worse. I
2: yeah. have one of the bigger ones, uh, but that was kind of, like, on accident, because technically seniority goes in our place, but because I share my cubicle with somebody else, like we have just two people, with me and my colleague Brandon, who's the other YA librarian, so our actual space is bigger, mm-hmm. but we're obviously not guarded off from uh, well, from him, at least, you know, which is totally fine with me, because I'm not, like, jacking off at work or something. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as much as I totally get why you need privacy, like as long as you sit with someone you like, like it's not the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. so, anyway. But obviously not everybody is as lucky to work with people that they like. So right. I totally understand that too.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you out there have any thoughts on either Venom or Pop Funkos or Jacking Off at work. Feel free to send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. Do you guys think I should stop doing that, by the way? I mean, it maybe would be a good move, just for keeping your job. But Brandon's wearing headphones, so I mean... I mean, does he cover his eyes while he's working? Or? No,
2: we don't face each other.
1: But there is still the possibility he could at some point turn around, right?
2: No, he's always playing Pokemon Go, So he, and that's actually a real thing that he does. Like, Oh, God. This day. Yeah. Um I caught him the other day. <laughs> um as I was coming back from lunch and he was literally outside the building when he was supposed to be at the desk. This is great. I hope my boss is listening. <laughs> and he was outside, uh, you know, by the, you know, the kind of outside lobby before the inside lobby. And there was a group of people cuz this actually does happen in my- forever.
0: I want to pause really quick. My guess is because you work at a library, your location must be a gym. Yes, we are. It's not a gym. Or a Pokestop.
2: I was going to say, I think we're a Pokestop. Okay. And apparently there was a Mewtwo out there the other day.
0: Ooh. Yes. And so I saw nine
2: people just huddled around and I saw him there too. (laughs) And I just kind of looked and he was like, hey. (laughs) I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) So. Oh, God, America. (laughs) You suck. (laughs)
2: And that was on, I told you, Alex, that was on his Pokemon Go phone. When his real phone, like, not broke, but, like, he needed a new one, he kept his old phone, and that is his well, Pokemon is it like, Go. Well, is
1: it like the old, like, actual video games where you lose all of your data if you...
0: No, no it's just, not, oh. because you signed in you, using your Google say, account. It's oh. just
2: that way he can do that, but also have a
1: phone. <laughs> Oh, so he so could so, have battery life so it does not get correct. sucked. Correct. Right, like, and this
0: then, is only for that. Right, exactly. So one phone is just in constant Pokemon Go mode. You don't have to switch between apps. I mean, apps. that's just a
2: smart thing to do. <laughs> that is true. like, if you're not going to use that phone, you don't need network or whatever. But anyway, okay. that's, that's a real thing that's still happening in 2018. That's all right. Soon to be in 2019. Oh, that, my God. You
1: know, that was... Yeah, this year has been pretty much non-existent. Um, boy, when that, like, broke as a
0: thing... <laughs> I was obsessed.
1: You and everybody else, and I was horrified <laughs> that that was going to actually Yeah, you were, be. like,
2: outraged.
1: I was. I just the, remember, like, for the f- first cause week. Because you couldn't fucking drive anywhere. <laughs> You had to look out for goddamn people Alex, walking you were in the street. Dating
0: yourself like nobody's business right now. Those fucking kids won't just get out of my way while they're playing Pokemon no, Go. But
1: actually, there were people just walking through the street being like, Where is it? That's what you thought, but that's not no, that you,
2: were, no you were like you were very much get off my lawn.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, also like, I also don't like I don't like Pokemon.
0: Uh, so
1: bomb. that doesn't help either. Uh, but at the same time, no, it was ridiculous. I mean,
2: I so. didn't play it, and I never yeah. have, but I also was like, oh.
3: Look at I played it, and I loved it. I oh, was like, so. look at people.
0: You still play Being it, don't happy. you? I don't play it, actually. Like, I stopped playing it uh, less than a year. When you
2: got out of rehab. <laughs>
0: I stopped playing it less than a year after it came out because... You shouldn't have um, brought that up. I, I, s- I started... Whoops. I started listening to podcasts instead. So That makes sense. Yeah. That was just better to not always... You know what? Yeah.
2: I do go in phases, though. I did play the new Animal Crossing game. I did play
0: that, too. For, like
2: a long
3: time yeah i still
2: pretty much have it on my phone i don't think Mm -hmm. i've checked it in like a month or two Mm -hmm. so like i probably could get sucked back into it yeah but there was a time when i was uh tap tap tapping a rooney i know Uh, animal crossing
0: was so good too but like i think a few months into animal crossing i kept like literally i was just laying down and playing it and then i was like i really should like exercise
2: well, the worst part about Animal Crossing for me was that it would it had been out for a couple of weeks, and I mm-hmm. don't do mobile games, so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't need that in my life, even though I love Animal Crossing.
0: Right, yeah. But
2: I was like, it was Thanksgiving, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to download this and pass the time. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up, and I had a gun in my hand and a bag of Coke at my feet completely used, and man, that that game was not great to me.
1: So, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about. what? But I'm reading something right now. I want to talk about this. It's going to be very dated, probably. Uh, anyways, I just read that uh, the new Ryan Johnson film, which people are interested in a lot called Knives Out, which is going to come out next year, uh, which has already Chris Evans and Daniel Craig in it, uh apparently is also going to have Michael Shannon and I am interested.
0: Uh, I will never forget when I listened to your guys' Sundance episode, <laughs> how badly you made fun of Michael Shannon, and ever since then, my well th- deserved that has colored my perception of him. <laughs>
2: he's, should he's a fun actor,
1: <laughs> he but, uh... I actually is a very eccentric person. I believe it. Who could easily just have been a crazy homeless person <laughs> <laughs> if acting wouldn't have worked out. I don't think there's a different outcome there would have been
0: (laughs) well good for him that he's not a crazy homeless person and he's just giving us art all day he he
1: is a true actor artist like he is he is fantastic Mm -hmm. he i like him too he just puts on just the most delightfully obnoxious performances and they are just delightful so (laughs) there's a storm coming (laughs) That was an okay movie. I, thought I like I little, that movie. I was a little overrated, but that's all right. I know you really liked it. So, on our next episode, we are going to be talking about Bad Times at the El Royale. Hell yeah. Which is the new film from Drew Goddard, who uh, previously directed Cabin in the Woods. So, interesting to see uh, what this ends up being. Um, it. Doesn't definitely looks like a fun little ensemble film. And I'm actually sure what the storyline's going to end up being. But um, all I know is that uh, the f- trailer has shots of Jeff Bridges as a priest. And also Jeff Bridges basically looking like uh, one of the clowns who was part of the robbery at the beginning of The Dark Knight. And <laughs> I'm fucking down for that. Me too. So, I'm yeah.
2: very pumped. Hmm? By the way, this doesn't need to be said on the podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Uh, Next week, because we always record and then sometimes watch a movie, can we watch the movie Identity? What is that? That is the thriller from like a while ago, maybe uh, over a decade ago, uh, done by the guy who's now famous, James Mangold. Uh, where ten strangers show up to a motel in the middle of the night, and they all have secrets. And oh, yeah, we can. John Cusack. Yeah. Uh, John McGinley. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's got a very random cast. Jake Busey. Oh. Uh, Ray yeah. Liotta.
1: So. Oh, Ray Liotta. Yes. Have you seen the new Shantix commercials with Ray Liotta, by yes. the way? Yes, yes, I have. Because they are awful. They and are. it is great. Yeah. I had such a hard time. When I was on set trying to read scripts until I got shantix <laughs> what
0: the fuck. Good for you, really. Oda. I
1: was gonna say he's been trying for thirty years to find a role that'll make people like him again, but he still just can't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Another film I've been meaning to watch uh, recently that I've been interested in seeing is the Coen Brothers' film, The Man Who Wasn't There.
2: Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that. Isn't Never that?
0: question isn't yes. that getting netflix release no no one that's of an, them that's an
1: old film of
2: theirs from like 2000 with billy bob thornton they are doing a movie called the some, the ballad of busters that's
0: the one Gags forgive me guys or mm-hmm. buster Sc- scrugs i think something like that yeah. and
2: that is going straight to netflix i think yeah that
1: doesn't really bode well for well, it being good. It
2: was, well, not just straight to Netflix, but it was actually supposed to be a show. Like, they were going to do an anthology show, and then what they decided to do was take different threads, because it turned out to be an anthology movie, and they just made, like, a movie instead of trolling out. Boy. So it's going to be, like, short story. Ooh,
1: anthology movies uh, could go bad really quickly. Could, but I like them. Depends how it's done. <laughs> one of uh, one of the most interesting anthology films I've ever seen was the uh, pretty highly regarded film, Paris... G- Je to me? Yep.
0: Oh, I liked that one a lot. I yeah.
1: was uh, a little lukewarm on it.
0: Mm. I mean, I'm sure it was better than the New York version that came out not too long afterward. It
1: was just... Um, it was just... It was... Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean... That's the problem, is that like there were good parts of it, but at the same time, I was just like,
2: okay. I feel like I've seen a lot of anthologies, but then I realized that that's one of the more popular format for horror films yeah you know that mm-hmm. that 's very common in that genre, especially back in the seventies when they would basically just take movies that didn 't make it to theater for example there 's one called Night Train to Terror, uh, which is <laughs> very bad and awesome at the same time, and they basically took three movies that never made it to theaters because they were that bad, and they gave it they came up with a new framing structure where it was God and the devil were playing. Uh, or talking on a train, and they have to determine which uh, whether these three people will go to heaven or hell. And that meant nothing in the grand scheme of things, because then all that would happen was like the 30 minutes worth of footage from these three different films would just play randomly. It's actually pretty great, actually. Hmm. Hmm. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been meaning to watch this anthology film from, like... 18 years ago called Eros Massacre because the three directors there's supposed to be three films about love in some way kind of like Paris uh, uh, are Soderbergh Juan Carwai and I think uh, Michelangelo Antonioni the famous Italian filmmaker who's fantastic Hmm. Uh, so that's like a just fucking uh, Avengers style team of directors
0: Hmm. Fun fact before we Finish. I think we can all notice that this Venom poster doesn't have the spider logo on his chest. It's because Sony does not have the rights to that. That would be correct. They made why an original would he logo have
2: for a him. Spider logo. Because he in the, the com- com- no, no. I mean, like, why though? Why? Why?
0: Because in the comics, he works
2: with uh, Peter Parker. Correct. Peter, I think but Peter Parker. Why would he put a spider? He's not a spider
0: person. But why? in the comics, explain this. <laughs> in the comics, Whoa. Peter Parker Jesus. becomes. I think in the comics, from what I understand, Venom finds Peter Parker first, and thus getting the spider on his chest. Mm. Because for a short time, Peter. Oh, Parker, you mean the, the symbiote? The symbiote You're Peter finds Peter Parker
1: him. was Venom for a short for a very time. short
0: time. That's what I was told. Okay, this no. was information told that to would, me. Interesting. That sense. Sense. So, and then okay. when Any Brock becomes Venom, I'll go with it. Yeah. So, hence, you know, more legality. In absence of this film and also this poster,
1: not surprising. Yeah. So, does that mean that that tongue belongs to Peter Parker too?
0: I don't know. Maybe you should ask.
1: Maybe I will. <laughs> we can. We'd have to spend a lot of time on this. But how does Sony have the rights to Spider-Man but not Venom, since Venom's in the Spider-Man universe?
0: That's a very good question. That's you got to ask some lawyers Wait, about that. How does
1: Sony have the rights to Spider-Man? No, like how do they have the how? How does like uh, um sorry. How does Sony still have the rights to Venom even though they no longer have the rights to Spider Man?
0: I'm sure that was negotiated somehow because Sony still owns Peter Parker. So Sony, like the rumor was that Peter Parker was going to show up in this movie, but then he didn't because Sony owns. <laughs> see, maybe. Maybe. Alex is like off. so overwhelmed by this dumb. Maybe. Bullshit.
2: Maybe selling off Peter and Spider Man to the MCU. Like they were like, but we still want to be able to use spider exactly people,
0: right? And so in like- case we
1: want to make our shitty Andrew Garfield movies or whatever, and so and but they I'm, can make it because they have Spider Man. They don't have the glue that's holding this universe well, together. I'm not saying
2: it's a good idea.
1: I do wonder um, if when Spider Man was allowed to be used, if uh, I wonder if Disney paid for Venom to be made. <laughs>
0: Well, in the titles of the movie, we see that it says, in association with Marvel Pictures, so...
1: Well, no, but that's, that's because Marvel's, but I guess I'm saying more of like a, give us Spider-Man, and here's $50 million for your little Venom project.
0: That's a possibility. Like, like it's like,
1: a, like they're not that's producing I mean. it. It's mm. just like, like off the books. What I yeah. yeah. Well, like,
2: we prob- get this back, and you can have this piece of shit. turned in a wind <laughs> in the wind.
1: And a turn turn with the wind. turd with the wind. Tur-
2: oh, I thought he said turd in the wind. <laughs>
1: I thought that's what you said.
2: No. Well, I mean I was struggling the wind. a little bit there. Fart in
1: the wind. He
2: says turd in the wind in the movie.
1: Does he really? Doesn't
0: he? I don't remember this. I
2: thought he was saying to the guy in the convenience shop that he was like and yes. you're going to see me, and you're going to cower, and you're going to run away, and he's like, like a turd in the wind.
0: Yeah, headless, legless, turd in yes. the Yes. Nope, you're okay. right.
2: He says that because...
1: That's either right Either
2: Vulture or somebody, Variety, used, it basically said, Venom is a turd in the wind. Uh, mm. And so, of course, at first we were like, that's really stupid <laughs> writing. But then <laughs> you see the movie, and you're like, oh, I see what they did there.
1: So... Thank you very much to Anna Bodezado for joining us here on this episode. Really good luck with your upcoming haircut.
0: <laughs> thank you. And thank yeah. you again for having me. It's always a blast being here. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Let us know how Please. it goes. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, look forward to uh, getting together with you in a month or two for another episode. Can't wait. All right. So from Anna, Nick, myself, Alex Diegman, thank you very much for listening to us here at Film Tank. We'll be catching up with you. I'm sorry.